Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about the church behind the program, how to contact us, and to learn more about the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, verses 1 through 6, called What Really Matters. Behold, verse 2, Galatians 5, NIV, mark my words, I, Paul, you could say with full apostolic authority as a writer of two-thirds of the New Testament letters, I say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you, NIV, no value to you at all. Now, some of you are thinking, what in the world? Because I'm circumcised, you might say. My parents made that decision. No, no, the issue is not that. The issue is that in this setting, circumcision represents legal conversion into Judaism. It says to a Gentile, to a non-Jew, unless you get circumcised according to the customs of Moses, you can't be saved. Let's turn over to the book of Acts. Take a look. This is a big issue in the early church. In fact, this is the Jerusalem Council. where this doctrinal issue is hammered out. This is uh, Acts 15. We're going to look at a few verses. Acts 15.1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Some men came down from Judea and began teaching the brethren, unless you are circumcised, and now we can see a little fuller treatment of this, according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And when Paul and Barnabas had great dissension and debate with them, the brethren determined that Paul and Barnabas and some others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders concerning this issue. And so they did. Skip down to verse 5. Some of the sect of the Pharisees who had believed stood up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and direct them to observe the the law of Moses. The apostles and elders came together to look into this matter. Let's skip down to verse 9. And this is uh, Peter testifying. He said, He made, God made no distinction between us and them, Jew and Gentile, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, Peter challenges the group Why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe, verse 11, that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they also are. James will go on to testify. But here's the bottom line. At that Jerusalem council, at a very early church meeting where there there was debate and dissension, it was settled by the mouth of the man who did the preaching, who fills up the first 10 chapters of the book of Acts. And Peter says, no, when people respond to the gospel, the moment they believe they get saved, they're born again of the Holy Spirit, you can't be adding things on. Now, we've been careful to clarify that if someone's Jewish and they're circumcised on the eighth day and they decide to keep Shabbat and they keep the dietary laws of Moses, no problem. But you can't do it to think that that's what saves you. If you're a Gentile 
and you appreciate the Jewish roots of the faith, and you've participated in a Seder Passover and saw how the Seder elements are fulfilled in the person of Christ. Praise the Lord. Some of you have put what's called a sukkah up during the fall to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. The sukkah is like a glorified tent. You kind of decorate it. And it speaks of God's presence with the people and the shelters they built in the wilderness wanderings. It's a way to honor a feast, but don't think that you have to do that to be saved. You don't have to put up the sukkah to be saved. (laughs) You need Christ to be saved. See, this all comes down to who is it that saves you? What do you believe about salvation? Well, I believe in Christ, but... There's some small print in there. I've got to do, and then you fill in the list. And this is what has happened with some of the cults and isms of our day. Do you know that some of the major cult experts in the Christian church, the big names have said, the biggest feeder of the cults is the Christian church. Walter Martin said the biggest feeder of the cults in our world are Christian churches and the back door of the church and Christians who are not grounded in essential Christian doctrine. So they hear a group, another group say the name Jesus. They talk about salvation. They talk about studying the Bible. And they're not grounded in the essentials of the faith, so they get enamored by this and they get pulled into a group that is a non-Christian cult. Say, how could that happen? How how could a person who's heard the gospel and understood the teaching of the Bible get sucked into such a thing? But it's a very real danger. Paul, in many of his letters, is addressing false teaching for that very reason. He starts his letter in Galatians by saying that he marvels that they so quickly are moving away from the true gospel. One more warning passage, Hebrews. Let's turn all the way uh, several pages towards the back of the New Testament. The book of Hebrews, the temptation for these early Hebrew believers or Jewish believers is to go back to the sacrificial system or the law. You want Hebrews 10. And it's because it was so communal. It was so built into their society, going to the temple, offering sacrifice. Some of the people had opened their hearts to Christ, but their friends no longer wanted to hang out with them. They were potentially kicked out of the synagogue, as we talked about last week. So there was a lot of pressure. I remember we traveled to Utah a couple different times, and we, were, we have a radio station that airs uh, Walk in Truth in Utah. We rode motorcycles with a group of us, and we were going around witnessing, and we ended up in a yogurt shop by the prodding of Pastor Michael Lance, frozen yogurt. It's everywhere. You got, you got to just, you know, enjoy some things. So anyway, we're in the yogurt shop, and started talking to a young lady who uh, attends the Mormon church. With all due respect to our Mormon friends, uh, sadly, Joseph Smith preached a false gospel, a gospel of works, a gospel of uh, man's making. And so I began to witness to this woman, and she told me she went to the Mormon church. But then she said in the next breath that she didn't like going, and I said, why? She said, because there's so much pressure. She lived with family members on this block where everybody was a Mormon. 
And she said it's so hard to live up to their standards. She said there's constant pressure to conform to these standards that she said nobody can live up to. She said, I'd like to go to a Christian church, but she said, I I couldn't do it. There would be just too much pressure on me. So I went into the church that uh, has this radio station, and I preached the message from Luke 15 on the prodigal son. I gave an invitation, and a young woman, probably in her 20s, with a couple little kids, both dressed in suits, and I'm talking about suit jackets and the whole thing, came forward at the altar call. This young lady gave her heart to Christ. She was in tears. She went on to say that she had come and visited this church for the first time on that Sunday morning. And she said something was telling her to go somewhere else this morning, to go to a different church. And I said, what church do you normally go to? She said, the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Mormon church. She said, "Uh, I'm in an argument with my husband. Our relationship is at a really rocky place. And I just felt like something was telling me to come here. And she opened her heart on that front row in Utah, praise the Lord, to the true Christ. But she had a battle ahead of her. And I found out later from some of the uh, workers in that church that she had returned to the Mormon church and she had reconciled with her husband, which that's a good thing. But you can imagine, just think about it for a moment, brethren. Imagine the pressure of someone who's been in a movement, whether it's a world religion their whole life, and they hear the gospel, and they so desperately want to be free of religiosity, of legalism, which basically forces you to smile with a plastic smile, to be religious without the power of God. Who wants to try that? It's hard enough with the Spirit of the living God in you, amen? To try to put up a front and hit this criteria, that's why suicide rates in these movements, and it's not talked about a lot, but suicide rates in some of these movements are extreme because people lose heart and people start spying on one another and turning in one another. Oh, I saw so-and-so doing this. I saw so-and-so. It's just this terrible place to be. There's no freedom in it. And when someone comes to your door, as well-meaning as they may be, as much as I've interacted with so many different people and so many different movements, ultimately my question is, what are you relying on? Are you relying on Christ or your good works? Why are you at my door right now? I appreciate your zeal, but why are you here? Are you here because you're concerned about my soul? Because you really want me to understand what you believe so I can inherit the paradise earth or whatever they're selling? Or am I a box for you to check to make sure you're going to be good so you can make it on that day? Because what I found is the moment we want to get into truth and people get an idea that I know a little bit about the Bible, they don't want to talk anymore. Wait a minute. If you came to my door because you were so concerned about truth and winning me over to the truth, why the moment that I want to talk about truth do you say you you got to go now? <laughs> the van's waiting. It's been running for a while. But if my response would have been different, you would have stayed, no doubt. What's going on with that? Well, I would submit to you that it reveals something else. There's another dynamic at work here. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program. And if you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful, and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Am I a box for you to check to make sure you're going to be good? So you can make it on that day. Because what I found is the moment we want to get into truth and people get an idea that I know a little bit about the Bible, they don't want to talk anymore. Wait a minute. If you came to my door because you were so concerned about truth and winning me over to the truth, why the moment that I want to talk about truth do you say you got to go now? (laughs) The van's waiting. It's been running for a while. But if my response would have been different, you would have stayed, no doubt. What's going on with that? Well, I would submit to you that it reveals something else. There's another dynamic at work here. Now, this is Hebrews 10. Here's what it says, verse 26. For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, There no longer remains a sacrifice for sins. These are some of the most prickly verses in the New Testament. But a terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of fire which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It's a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You might say, Pastor Michael, what is going on here? Because that's unnerving. Here's what's going on. This is a group of people tempted to go back to animal sacrifices to make them right in God's eyes instead of trusting in Christ, all because they are tempted by their community and by religious pressure to conform back to the former things. And the writer of Hebrews is essentially saying, if you, if you 
make a statement that you no longer believe that Jesus' blood is sufficient, if you insult the spirit of grace that you've tasted as the gospel's gone forth, and you move away from that truth, there's no more sacrifice for your sin. Because once you dismiss Christ, what's left? Your good works. Animal sacrifices. And it's impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to do what? To take away your sin. It can't happen. It's been fulfilled. And the writer of Hebrews is just simply saying, don't go back to that. Because if you do, you are, if I can put it this strongly, you're basically spitting in God's face. See, to be judged is to be outside of Christ. Hell is at the end of a Christless life. That's what is going on here. If you try to go back to a false gospel, Christ will be of no value to you at all, NIV. Christ, New King James, will profit you nothing. Say, how could that be possible? Because the atonement is paid for, the resurrection has happened, but you must Apply it to yourself. This is where belief comes in. Okay? Jesus died for the sins of the whole world. But you must receive that gift into your life. Otherwise, it doesn't apply to you. Everybody with me? So it has happened. The gift is there. If, uh, here's the way I put it for some people if you turn back to Galatians. Let's say that I offered you uh, my Bible as a gift. I said to you, I'd like to give you this Bible it's very valuable to me, uh, but I think it will benefit you, and I offer it to you as a gift. And let's say that someone said, no, I, I won't take that. I won't receive that gift. I offered it to them. It was free, but they wouldn't take it. All right? That's how this works. The Bible says in John 1.12, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Now, I know many of you in this room, and I know you've opened your heart to Christ, but here's the doctrine being talked about. You must receive Christ and all he did for you to be saved. And I testify again, Galatians 5, 3, to every man who receives circumcision. Now, remember, this, is, this speaks of legal conversion uh, to Judaism, not just the act of circumcision, that he is under obligation to do what? Now he must keep the whole law. Remind yourselves with me in Galatians 3.10. Here's what it says. For as many as are the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone, Galatians 3.10, who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Paul says, if you do that, now what you're going to do is put yourself in an impossible situation where you're going to have to keep the whole law. What's the whole law, you ask? Let me just put it simply. You can't keep it. You ain't kept it. Right? In fact, some of you already broke it on the way here. Right? The law is summed up in loving God with everything that I am and loving my neighbor as myself. Everybody hear that? Man, I have so far to go 
on loving God with everything that I am and loving my neighbor as much as I love myself. I love you all, but there are many moments in my life when I'm not thinking about my neighbor. I'm just thinking about, this is good for me. Yay! Yippee! Anybody? All right. So Paul makes it like a courtroom situation. He says, I testify to everybody that if you do this, if you make this move towards the pressure of this gospel they're preaching to you, you put yourself back under the whole law and the law is a schoolmaster to drive us to Christ. 2 Peter 2.1 says, False prophets also arose among the people, just as there also will be false teachers among you, 2 Peter 2.1, who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. This writer says, You beware of the devilish poison of false religion. Because false religion poisons everything it touches. I want you to notice also here when Simon said, Give me this power, Simon the magician, on who, so whomever I lay my hands may receive the Holy Ghost. Peter said to him, Your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You've been listening to What Really Matters, Part 2 on Walk in Truth. Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5 verses one through six. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone that's given a $5 donation to walk in truth. You know, it's our mission to equip you with the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we're hoping that we're giving you the tools to easily explain the Christian faith to your friends, your family, your coworkers, and to see how scripture applies to today's issues, trends, and cultures. Your $5 donations have helped us broadcast on the station you're listening to now and the podcast app you're using too. So to be honest, we're broadcasting on less stations these days, but we hope to change that. We need more monthly partners to help us grow and move forward in our mission. So can you become a $10 a month partner? We're looking to the future and knowing you'll be there with us when the time comes to grow is reassuring. So please become a $10 a month partner today. Visit walkintruth.com and click on donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on donate. Now here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, indeed, there's some scary language in Galatians chapter five in these verses, you know, talking about being severed from Christ and keeping the whole obligation of the law. And man, there's some unnerving language, but here's, here's the point. You're either saved by grace or by works because by definition, grace is free. The price has been paid. So you can't earn grace or it's no longer grace, right? So remember, we do what we do because we are saved, not to get saved. And that's what Paul is saying. Yes, the the moral laws are still in place. Yes, we should be loving God with everything we are, loving our neighbor, not committing adultery, not hating somebody in our heart. We can go down the list. Yes, the moral law still applies, but we do it by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we do it to please the one who has already saved us, not to get saved or to stay saved. You see, what really matters is faith expressing itself through love. And love is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Well, I know that this has been a tough time. 
you know, there's a lot going on with uh, COVID-19 and political division. And maybe you even felt division in your church or in your family, maybe in a relationship you have right now. And, uh, you know, you might just be going through just pain. And look, pain in this fallen world is real. And just because you become a Christian doesn't mean you're sheltered from all pain. And if you're going through something heavy right now, our hearts go out to you. And uh, there's a couple of ways that you can reach out to us. Uh, if you're watching, if you're watching too much news right now, let me just say this to you: you might want to limit your news intake because it can get so. Um, uh, it's there's just so much derogatory stuff, so much back and forth, so much bad news that gets focused on. So let's focus on the good news. We're Christians. <laughs> We're saved. We have good news to preach. And uh, if you need to reach out to us, it's office at walkintruth.com. That's office at walkintruth.com. Remember, you can always call 844-48-TRUTH. We have pastors here Tuesday through Friday during normal business hours. 844-48-TRUTH. We also would always love to hear from you if you just want to reach out and say, hey, thank you guys for what you're doing. Appreciate the program. We would love to hear from you. And... Thank you so much for all of you who pray for us and partner with us. We love you. We appreciate you. And we'll catch you tomorrow. God bless. One more thing. Please follow Walk in Truth show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, because we would love to connect with you. And join us tomorrow for part three and the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians chapter five, verses one through six, called What Really Matters. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.